Before we get started today, I just want to remind everybody that my new album, Elevator Style, is going to be coming out November 19th. It'll be a Sirius XM Radio Pandora exclusive. December 3rd, it'll be available on all streaming platforms. You can pre-save the album now. All information, you go to my website, CourtneyShaneWilliams.com, or you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter, at CourtneyShane on social media platforms or YouTube. Instructions are there. It's an easy click. Click. That was me clicking the link, not my mouth. Click the link, and then you can save the album. Share it with other people, too. Please, please help your boy be number one on all platforms. I'm talking about Apple Music, Spotify. We coming for all yous, Okay. Click the link. In the meantime, you can also go to my Spotify and there's a playlist, a pre-funk playlist for uh, the Elevator Style album there underneath my profile. You can go there. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by me and my dollar. If you want your dollars to be my dollars, you can Venmo or cash at me. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the last show podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the show. Oh, yeah, we got to get started, man. We got some graphics. We got some announcements. I don't know what we have enough time. I don't know. So last show podcast. My name is Courtney Shane Williams. I'm the host of the last show podcast. I am a stand up comedian based out of Tampa, Florida. This is how it gets down once a week. Today is Friday, the 22nd. Um, uh, oh, you can see where I'm performing my stand-up comedy, which I don't have any dates on the books because I got to do some stuff on cruise ships. And when I go on cruises, I normally don't tell people where I am. Why? Because I don't trust you. That's why. You know what I mean? So I got some of that stuff. But more importantly, welcome in the streaming audience. Audience is going to get this on Instagram. Audience is ready. It's the official announcement, all right? This graphic right here. You see this right here? This right here? that fire november 19th my album comes out elevator style is going to be available november 19th it'll be serious and pandemic pandemic <laughs> pandemic exclusive pandora uh exclusive on the album and then on december 3rd it'll be available on all streaming platforms what can you do what you can do is if you're watching this on instagram there's a link in the bio to get it. You're watching this on Twitter. Go to my bio. There's a link that'll take you directly there. You're on Facebook. There's a link attached to this. You're on my website. There's a link. You scroll down. There's a link right there. Homepage, there's a link. Spotify. If you go on my Spotify, everything is linked up, dog. We linked up. We cuff, It's cuffing season around here. You understand? Elevator Style, my new album is um coming out on 800 Pound Gorilla Records, and I'm excited. So when you go to the link... You can pre-save the album if it's on Spotify or pre-download it on Apple Music, and then they just automatically add it uh, to your library when it comes out. Remember, like, kind of like that uh, one U2 album. <laughs> Remember when you got the iPhone 7, and you're like, wow, why is U2 playing every time I get in the car? <laughs> you got hoodwinked. Um, so that's the album, dude. I'm really excited uh, for the album to come out. It's a lot of stuff. I've revamped all of the um, uh, uh, website, social media, whatnot. For you guys that are wondering, well, why did he change his profile picture to, to this weird picture of him being an adult? It's, you know, it's because I was trying to be professional. Now, as soon as the album's released, we're back to normal. You know what I mean? I'll be posting about nothing about but Ohio State. But in the meantime, album coming out. 
if you uh you know if you like my comedy or you see me live and you know you know i can spit that game share it with some other people that you know let them know uh november 19th december 3rd the album is dropping if, if you don't like it share it with some other people you don't like that's fine i take haters haters and lovers money all spends the same <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> all the money spends the same uh so please check it out what else about the album Oh, this cool graphic right here. You guys that are not on Instagram, if you guys listen to the podcast, check out my Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. It'll be up. This cool graphic right here has all the dates and whatnot, so you'll see more of these graphics going around. Also, one uh, one cool thing I did is um, actually created a playlist. In the meantime, what can you do? So if you go to my Spotify and uh, you search Elevator Style, there's an Elevator Style pre-funk playlist, okay? I, now, pre-funk, I wasn't, uh, you know, used to the term. This is something I learned uh, in Seattle. So, like, in, you know, some people say pre-game. Some people say pre-funk. This is basically when you get drunk before you enter the club. Like, this, this is what it is. So, this is, a, this is the drunk. <laughs> this playlist is for all the people that don't plan on buying it. Okay? No, but this is a pre-funk playlist. Um, just, you know, some uh, cool stuff. Because one thing I noticed... And by I noticed, I mean, the uh, record label was like, yo, you don't have any playlists. Is that um, I don't really have any artist playlists. So if you go on my Spotify now, you can see I added some tracks to there, uh, some old stuff, some new stuff. As a matter of fact, um, a lot of the stuff on there, too, is even from like the older album. I spliced in a little bit of music inside of the playlist. As you can see, uh, there's a, like three, four podcast episodes with me talking about the album. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, stuff from my album that came out, man, that had to be like 2011 because I was living, uh, in poverty also known as New York city. <laughs> so I was living there. So that's what you can do. Tailgate the album, pre-funk playlist on Spotify, go to link in bio, wherever you are, find it, go to my website, wherever you are, there's a link there, share the link. I will be messaging you individually. And by you, I'm talking about everybody that's listening. Everybody. Everybody on my friends list. And I'm the, yeah, especially uh, all, you, all you prostitutes that's asked to be my friends over the years. Yes, you're getting invited to the album party too. So December, no, yeah, yeah. December 19th, November 19th, December 3rd, man. Elevator style. Give it up. Welcome to the China Club. The China Ching, I don't know if you can have might get canceled. <laughs> Gotta delete that part of the verse, man. All right. So for the rest of the podcast, uh, dude, we're here, man. Um, I'm not sure what's what I'm not sure. I mean, I'm just buying myself time so I can take this weird graphic off the screen. You know, <laughs> I mean, only people on YouTube now can actually see me taking graphics off the screen, switching it up. So this is the deal, man. Uh and I think I said this before. Actually, I don't think that podcast went out. Or did it go out? Let's talk about Chappelle. So, this is the last word on the Chappelle thing. I promise. Like, I'm done after this, right? And, um, because now he's going to meet with the community. So, like, a couple things happen. Number one, when when, when a group is underrepresented, you're able to trample said group. Because you can't hear them. You know what I mean? It's just, that, that's just it. You wonder why, oh, man, no, why is no one talking about Haiti in Seattle? You know why? Because it's an underrepresented group. So you can just trample them. That's the way it works. A lack of representation makes you unheard, okay? 
But the transgender community has definitely been hurt, you know, in regards to Chappelle's special. And uh, the CEO of Netflix came out and made a statement. Then Dave Chappelle now says he's going to meet with a group of people and whatnot. The voices have been heard. So let me start here. People just want to be heard, dog. It's okay to, to be do comedy, be a comedian, be offensive, and listen to some people that may have caught some shrap metal. It doesn't make you like any less weak it doesn't make you a bad comic it doesn't make you it doesn't make you want to be can't none of that matters okay people have feelings jokes hurt everybody hurts no seriously man jokes can hurt jokes can be mean mean hurtful jokes can be funny those are not mutually exclusive right you can make jokes about transgender people or black people or Spanish people, Indian people, Mexican people, uh, and it can be funny and it can be offensive. And that's just part of the game. You understand? That's just part of it. But if a group says they're offended, it's okay to hear them too. It doesn't make you good, bad, or indifferent. It doesn't make that. Your intent may have not actually been what happened. So you can be there for the education, right? You might have not actually meant to offend somebody, then find out you offended somebody, and it could change your perspective. I remember, I told I, think, I told this story on the podcast before. I'm in reruns. I remember I told this bit one time, and this is like when I first started performing in Washington. So, you know, you're taking everything, and you're just trying to be funny. That's it. So I remember I told this joke one time about, like, somebody committing suicide or something like that. So the lady came up to me after the show and waited for everybody to leave, and her and her husband. She came up to me and she said, suicide's not funny. Walked out. That was it. And then it made me reevaluate what I did because I never meant necessarily to hurt someone. I was just making a joke. I could have been like, hey, get over it. I was like, yo, maybe there's something here. Is this part of my act? Is this part of my, is this like something I really believe in? Is it that big of a deal? It's like, ah, whatever. I'll just stop doing it. And I just stopped doing it because she had that conversation, because I acknowledged that conversation. It didn't make me any less of a comic, I'm dope. It didn't make me any worse just to listen to the people talking. What's the offense? And I see like, I've been paying attention. Like somebody asked me the other day, do you have an opinion on the Chappelle thing? I was like, you know what? I have a lot of opinions. And when it came out, I had no opinions. I watched it as a consumer and someone that does comedy and I was like, oh, cool. And I filed it away. Cause guess what? He wasn't talking about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It didn't touch me any kind of way. Had it been a Jewish comic or a white comic, even black comics talking about black people or black culture or talking about something close to me and kids or mullet, something like that. It could have struck something in me much different. That doesn't make me bad. Doesn't make me good. It makes me a human being. And when you don't have contact with something, it's hard to be empathetic towards something. I mean, the truth of the matter is there's not a single transgender person that I know of. There's not a single transgender person in my day-to-day -day life. Yes, I've had contact with transgender people or people that I know. Oh, that's yeah, but there's not a single person who can teach me or share the plight of those people. And I'm sure they think those things are funny.
I'm sure that, not those, I'm sure they think some of those things are funny. The same way some comedian can tell a joke about black people, some stereotypical thing about, and I could think it's funny. I can also think it's lazy, but I can also see the humor and I can also see it as being funny. But once we have this mutual agreement of respect, now we can make jokes. Thugs wanna laugh too, you know what I mean? So there's really no harm and, and you know, I would, glad is probably too strong because the truth of the matter is Chappelle's the only one in the situation not talking. So for me to like defend or accuse, it, it, it's not about that. It's a larger conversation of just caring about the next person. This is a weird thing over the last, what, few years? This idea about caring about somebody that you may never meet, that, that means something. You know what I mean? So hopefully, I'll, I'll take it in jest that he's actually meeting with them to, to learn or explore or listen or whatever it is. Hopefully it's his own fruition and he just wants to know. Whether you can be canceled or not canceled, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should necessarily do it, even as a comedian. And if you decide to do something that is offensive and do it anyways, doesn't mean it ain't funny. It also doesn't mean it's not cruel, but it doesn't mean it ain't funny. It doesn't mean we can't have a good time snapping on black and white or whatever. Oh, oh man, everybody's everything. It, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that. It doesn't make you soft. It doesn't make you weak. Listen to the people, Doug. If someone says they were offended by it, yeah, listen to them. Some of the concerns may be valid. Some of them may not be. But it may, it's no harm in just listening, man. People got feelings. They just, group wants to be heard. Transgender people, they don't want to be murdered. They don't want to be raped. They don't want to be portrayed as these evil, bad people. They don't want that, you know? So maybe certain speech that you may not think is offensive, maybe it strikes a chord in a certain fragment of people that thinks that's okay. It's always that way, but that's the way progress is made, right? When you're underrepresented, people just do whatever they wanna do. If the transgender community didn't say anything, guess what, we'd have just kept it pushing. That's just the way it is, okay? Especially in this country is, you make fun of the lowest race until black people say, we've had enough of that. Or until Jewish people say, ah, no, actually that's not funny, we've had enough of that, you know? There are comedy specials that came out in the 80s, that's 40 years ago. It just wouldn't fly today. Jokes about HIV and homosexuality and and, and eight. There, there's comedy. It doesn't mean that wasn't funny. It doesn't mean that has to be canceled or thrown away. But it does mean there could be some education there. It does mean that. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't make them a bad person. And I hope the conversation goes well. And to all you open micers that were defending Dave Chappelle, all you people getting your chest all out is over, man. They just, it's too soft in this culture. You're still not funny. All that defending of Chappelle you did, and now he's about to go meet with the community that you thought was no big deal. So now that he's turned, <laughs> turned his back on you, lack of talent having people, what do you go do now? You know what you do? Sign up on the list and get better. <laughs> Stop worrying about it. That was safe spaces too, to you people too. We need safe spaces. No, just conversation is enough. There's no need for a comedy safe space. There's no need for this PC not punching down. There's no need for that. 
If we have conversations, we can all have a good time, dog. I'd love to see the day when I, you know, transgender people come, gay people, white people, you know, Puerto Rican people, was Afghanistan, the Taliban. I'd like to see a day where the Taliban could tailgate at Michelle on the pre-funk playlist. I'd love to see a day we could all sit down, you know, and <laughs> tell jokes about white people. <laughs> oh, man, so the last show podcast. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the last show. It's called The Last Show, because this may be it. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That is KRS-One, the teacher, uh, in honor of, of the KRS-One versus uh, the verses. KRS-One versus uh, Big Daddy K. Uh, not my... Excuse me, not my particular cup of tea, to be honest with you. But, um, dude, KRS-One got bars. It's got bars. Some of the stuff still holds up, but some of it is that, that the hibbity-dibbity. Some, some of that is like, a, you know what I mean? That was an era in hip-hop. It was an era. You know, everybody was doing it. It was the 80s. Uh, it was one of those things. We should cancel that. That'd be great. Uh, but no, KRS-One, man. Put it down, man. Big Daddy Kane had records. You know what's uh, interesting, too, with KRS-One? is that um, you start going through uh, uh, the catalog, and I was listening to him do verses, and I'm like, yo, Jay-Z did that line. Oh, that's where that line comes from. And you see people, like, and all of a sudden, you see fragments of KRS bars just going all through hip-hop lineage and over the years, and it's, yo, he truly is the teacher. He truly is the teacher, man. So shout out KRS-One. All right, I want to talk about this, dude. And this is this is serious business now. Serious business. I, I'm gonna watch probably a lot of NBA this year. I, I really like an NBA, and it just started a couple days ago. So you know what I mean. I'm on a high, but I'm liking the NBA this year. I don't know what it is, but this is the 75th year of uh, the NBA. So the NBA came out with their top 75, which is somewhere on the internet. Um, this is the thing. The top 75 lists for the NBA is completely invalid. Dwight Howard did not make the top 75 players in the NBA. It's, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to be the first one to say that. I know people don't like Dwight Howard for whatever reason. Personally, I'm indifferent to Dwight. Dwight Howard never did anything to me. People, people are mad at Dwight Howard because Kobe Bryant said he was soft. That's basically it. People mad at Dwight Howard because Kobe Bryant didn't like him. Rest in peace, Kobe. But that's the only reason why. Other than that, who on earth would try to disrespect Dwight Howard? What is it? Like, what is Dwight? Unless you're one of Dwight Howard's nine kids, what do you have against him, dog? Like, honestly, he ain't one of the top 75 players in the league, dog. Dwight Howard was like, what, like five teams, five time all. Man, let me get my facts straight. And while I get my facts straight, man, I might go and put my graphic back up, man. Oh, wrong graphic. Wrong graphic, Courtney. Wrong graphic. Wrong graphic, Courtney. Wrong graphic. All right. But I'm not sure. Like, what did Dwight Howard do to anybody? I had to put that graphic up so you can see what I was Googling. <laughs> I didn't know what back was back in the I didn't want a Jeffrey Tubin situation. So <laughs> I had to make sure I protect my neck. Uh, but yeah, man, Dwight Howard, fantastic player, man. Uh, all NBA team. Then they put dudes on the list like, uh, uh, what's your man? They put your mans on the list. Um, What's your man, uh, 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 Paul Pierce? It's like, what are we doing with Paul Pierce? 
Like, I thought putting Paul Pierce, they, Paul Pierce was top 75 and, and Trace McGrady's not? What in the who in the hell? Dude, so Dwight Howard, uh, NBA champion, of course, eight-time All-Star. This is the most important thing. When you're talking about the league, I know if you know what you're talking about. We said that five-time All-NBA first team. I would venture to say there's not a single person that's a five-time or more All-NBA first team that ain't on the top 75. There's not a single person that ain't in 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 the the, the Hall of Fame five-time first. Team. That means you were one of the best five players in the league five times. Five times. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Five-time First Team All-NBA. All-Defensive First Team. That's four times. That's no big deal. Led the league in blocks twice. Led the re league in rebounding five times. And you put Paul Pierce on over. Do I, Paul Pierce? Are you kidding me? Who who on their right mind will watch the NBA? As, you know what I want, Paul Pierce? Dwight Howard was arguably the best player in the league. In the league for a three-year stretch. It was legitimate. Would you start your team with Dwight Howard or LeBron James? This was legitimate. Dwight Howard beat LeBron James and the Cavaliers to go to the NBA Finals. Beat them. Oh, and not young LeBron James. This is like 08 LeBron James. People talk, oh man, Boston, man, we broke. We we broke LeBron. That's why he left for Miami. Well, let me tell you one thing. He left for Miami because he lived, lived in Cleveland. That's part of it. But the other part of it is Dwight Howard was passing him by in Cleveland. Dwight Howard went to the NBA Finals. Dwight Howard was that close to beating the Lakers, you know, in the NBA Finals. He was that, oh man, now stuff is playing in my ear. So that's it, dude. The dis disrespect for Dwight Howard is like completely misplaced. Why are you so mad, bro? Why are you mad, dude? And, and, and to amplify matters even more, Dwight Howard, when he was young, he was busy making the playoffs all the time. Dwight Howard, he went from Orlando to Los Angeles. People got mad because he went to Los Angeles, which is weird because, you know what I mean, he was in Orlando. Let's be honest, dog. If you live in Orlando and someone said, hey, you can live in Orlando or Los Angeles, where would you move, dog? Honestly. And then he went from L.A. and went to Houston. Houston was a great team when he was at Houston. And now he kind of bounces around the league, won the finals with the Lakers. But the dude was a dominant defensive player. Oh, that's what I say. Led the league in rebounding. You know who never led the league in rebounding? Shaquille O'Neal. Dwight did it five times. Five times, dog. The disrespect for Dwight Howard is completely misplaced. And these dudes out here been tracing McGregor and the trace, but they always put Paul Pierce on Paul Pierce tops. Have you ever? I'm not gonna be bouncing my grandson on my knee one day. You know what I mean? The Paul Pierce poop game. You had to be there. Not gonna happen, dude. Dwight Howard was one of the most dominant forces in the NBA. Period, dog. Period. Leading his team to an NBA Paul Pierce got to the NBA Finals once he had Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Doc Rivers. Dwight Howard got to the Finals with Stan Van Gundy, Hito <laughs> uh, Turgaloo, uh, Rashard Lewis, uh, the Ray for Austin. Skip to my Lou. He, he took skip to Jameer Nelson. Uh, Courtney Lee, you heard any of these dudes lately? 
Paul Pierce went to the finals. Him, Rondo, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Doc Rivers, coach. Man, come on, man. The disrespect for Dwight Howard is completely misplaced. And I'm here for you, Dwight Howard. No, I'm not one of your nine kids, so I don't have anything against you, Dwight. But you're all safe with me. So I'm not even paying attention to the rest of the list, honestly. The list is invalid. I honestly could care less. I'm sure Dave DeBush is on there and Pistol Pete Maravich. I'm sure those dudes are over there, on there over Dwight Howard. But for this to be the top 75, and then the last list, when they had the top 50 list, I remember it was a big controversy that Shaquille O'Neal was on there. And he was like an active player. There's a bunch of active players on there. They had Steph on there. They had LeBron on there. They had uh, uh, Carmelo was on there. Yeah, I told y'all I didn't read the list. Uh, I lied to you. They had all these dudes on there. No Dwight Howard. <laughs> it's completely ridiculous. So for this to be the 75th anniversary after that, that 50... By the way, Dominique Wilkins was on there. And no disrespect if you like... And by the way, I take Dominique over Paul Pierce. So this is not, you know, no shade against Dominique. But Dominique Wilkins is not a better player than Dwight Howard. Not on his best day. Dom Dominique led the team to no NBA Finals. Zero, zilch, none. And only dribbled with his right hand. I didn't say that. You know, the human highlight film. That's what they called him. Um, so, yeah, man. That, that's it, man. The, the list is invalid. And for this to be the 75th anniversary of the list, after that 50th year, the 50th year anniversary list, I just, it, it was the coolest thing when I was a kid. And maybe just because I was a kid, it was cool. But I thought it was the coolest thing. So, for this to be, boom, the 75th anniversary and no Dwight Howard, the, the, it's invalid. Like, we're, we're done here. We're done here. Yeah, we're done here. Let's wrap up the show. Thank you, you and you, for tuning into the last show podcast. Uh, please, please check out my album, Elevator Style. It'll be out November 19th, December 3rd. Everywhere, streaming platforms, the whole shebanga bang. Um, dude, this has been a great episode. Uh, hopefully, I can tell y'all one day what, uh, what happened last week. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe someday when there's you know when, when there's no non-compete, I'll tell you exactly what happened. <laughs> Until then, take it easy. Zip it up, zip it out. Peace. Everyone's been locked down. We're finally out. Well, I wasn't trusting them. And I see what you say. Whenever the camera came to Fat Joe, he thought, no, fuck that. I had that mask on. Hmm. And COVID was in there somewhere. God bless. But that COVID was in there. Aha. Aha. What do you know from funny, you bastard? Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. God bless.